There we are. Okay. So this is the lovely nation of Aglarond. Far to the east is the the Empire of Thay. Our heroes are uh, on patrol in the marshes, uh, the Umber Marshes, between Thay and Aglarond, approximately right here. So the Umber Marshes are thick and wild. They are expansive. They're a huge marshy area between um, uh, between Aglarond and Thay. And our, our heroes have been traipsing through these marches on patrol uh, to see if, you know, there's bad things coming in from Thay to help anybody who gets lost. And they know that there's a, a camp of mercenaries that have been catching refugees coming in from Thay and sending them back to, uh, back to Thay. Uh, and here's, I believe, where we were. And Joe, you'll have to move the screen around a bit. Uh, so here's where we were. I believe Silvio had just stepped forward to talk to uh, a, a handsome gentleman that uh, seemed to be more or less in charge of these folks. The gentleman extends a hand forward uh, and grins with a broad smile. And he says, my name is Declan Talley. How can I help you? Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you, uh, Mr. Declan. We are uh, a group of foresters, as you know. We are looking for other people to help us with some of these uh, refugee issues that we have uh, here in the swamp. And mm -hmm. uh, I've heard that you are a group of um, exceptional mercenaries. So perhaps we would be able to uh, acquire your services, uh, provided we can reach a agreement as far as coin. And mm -hmm. don't forget, Paige, that I am standing behind him doing my best to look intimidating. Noted. I, believe I had moved over to this copse of woods to be hidden from uh, all of our good friends. Right. And Victor's still kind of in the middle, in the back, looming. There's a loom going on, loom-wise. <laughs> yes, rear guard. I've got a bow and arrow. I'm not pointing it at anyone yet. But you are definitely looming. Okay. So uh, he says, what exactly do you want from us? Well, uh, there are a variety of people who are escaping Fay, as I am sure you are quite aware. Mm-hmm. Some of them happen to be people that deserve a... Uh, how do you say, a fresh start. So uh, we, being the nation of Aglarond, being a very gentle and gregarious folk, uh, would like to widen our network of people that can help others uh, make it away from Thay and to our uh, our lands. I was going to say our shores, but then it doesn't work quite so well when you come to the swamp. Huh. He looks at you, giving you a measuring look. Uh, make me some sort of, no, really, I'm telling the truth kind of role at this guy. Whatever do you mean? I am, of course, telling the truth. I am very persuasive. You are very persuasive. No part of, no part of what I have said is a lie. All right, let's see how this do. 
All right, so the good news is I am a bard of eloquence, and because my talent is reliable, I offer you an 18 rather than the 10 I just rolled. Nice. Uh, all right, so he kind of looks at you, thinks about it, and says, I'm not the person who makes these decisions. You'll have to talk to the boss. Our camp's not far from here. We can take you there. Well, we are. We would be honored, uh, provided that uh, you can promise us that there will be no harm that comes to us uh, coming or going from your camp. Uh, it's uh, where I'm from. We have a, an expression. If you don't start none, there won't be none. This I can understand and respect. I kind of look at Silvio out of the corner of my eye, but but don't say anything. Mm. <laughs> I'm learning so much about how diplomacy works. It's great. Sure. So the uh, the man uh, takes his cap off. It's red, uh, and he waves it a bit. And several uh, folks start stepping out of the trees and out of places of hiding and you can see kind of the whole band here and they said well our camp's back this way uh so i guess follow us page just uh, as we, a note we shall page just as a note was there anybody who stepped out that we didn't see initially uh let me check some passive perceptions here I have passive perception of 16 for Mira. She saw them all. And a 14 for Ross. He saw them all. Silvio, Wildfire, and Victor. I mean, I I can only account for myself. So, cool. There's nobody here that can out-hide from me. (laughs) That is so correct. No one beats your hide anyway. (laughs) You should say that out loud. All right, so uh, so they start trekking through the swamp. They're not particularly uh, chatty on the way, and uh, it, fifteen minutes of trekking later, anybody do anything? I, I lean over to Victor and say, "Is this such a good idea? Like, at this point, all we're doing is getting ourselves more in danger if these guys decide to try to whack us." Yep. How, how, how sure are you that we're going to be able to talk our way out of this one? Because we're, otherwise we're putting ourselves in a really dangerous position. I agree. It's about a 50% chance Silvio talks them all down. 50% chance we take some of them with us and die. I'll but put walking through the swamp screen. <laughs> this is, we're betting on the best possible outcome. If we if we can talk these people over to our side, they'll actually be able to gather in refugees and put them towards Aglarond. Um, but if we just killed them all, the refugees they might otherwise have rescue, rescued would probably die in the swamp. So, you know, trying to get the best outcome involves risk. Lots of risk. For sure. Well, sure, but like we could be less risky and be more successful though. Well, 
We have passed the planning stage, unfortunately, Wildfire. I mean, I would argue that we're still not at their camp yet, and we haven't. Well, what do you want to do? I'm merely pointing out our options. And you know what I want to do. We should have ambushed the patrol back in the forest, but that was clearly not the decision that we made. That, That probably would have, you know given us a better chance of wiping out this group. True. But we're oh, going well. we're gonna try and get them over to our side. I'll play it your way, boss. I'll play it your way. That's oh, right. Great. I forget sometimes, but in theory I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're also marked for death though. Yes, well it's true. All what right. could go so- wrong. So, 30 minutes pass, 45 minutes pass. I've made my complaints known, so if we're going to walk all the way there, we're going to walk all the way there. Yeah, these folks seem to have pretty good field craft. Like, they know how to move around in a marsh without going too slow and without getting, you know, caught up in uh, sticky mud and all sorts of things. And sure enough, about an hour later... uh, so at this point in time, I think it's kind of like late afternoon. Uh, you pull up into a small camp on a dry hillock of land. Uh, your uh, the person who's led you there, who introduced himself as Declan Tillet, says. Uh, Hold here a minute. I need to talk to uh, talk to the boss. If uh, she thinks that you're sneaking up on us or have uh, have uh, somehow suborned me, it's not going to be a pleasant reception. So just hang on. Well, while he steps away, I'm going to come up behind Silvio. Okay, Silvio. Now that we've lured them all together, we set wildfire upon them and burn them, right? Uh, no. Uh, we talk to them, we find out uh, what their rates are, we see, we do a little bit of scouting, find out how many they are, how competent their leader is, we go from there, and then we, uh, we say we will either pay them now for a down payment, or we will, you know, go back to our superiors and come back and find them. At which point we can then decide whether or not we come back and, you know... Boom. I thought that these were criminals! What makes us think I that mean, they were. Work? Now they are just... They were criminals back in Aglaron, but we are not... Uh, we are between worlds, as they say. Perhaps these people could be of use. They are desperate. They have been kicked, kicked into this uh, unfortunate circumstance. There is a great opportunity here for us to capitalize on their um, their needs and for us all to become happier for it. I see. All right, I will continue to watch. All right, uh, so you see your friend uh, go over and talk to a tough-looking woman, and uh, they have a hurried conference, and then the two walk back over towards you. Notice the rest of the camp is... uh, The people at the camp kind of fan out into a into a very ready position. 
pins huh. on or near weapons uh, and trying to get into places of cover. Hey, Paige, while we're uh, kind of standing here, I will send my familiar out to kind of Hewitt. travel through the camp. Okay. Hewitt, to travel through the camp to see if there's anyone who's hiding or anyone they have might have captured here. I'll oh, kind of lean against the tree and kind of close my eyes as, as this conversation goes on. So I'll kind of search the camp. Let me know if I run into anything interesting. I forgot to bring Hewitt over to this page. Everybody knows he's uh, the hardest working person in this in this particular podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so we'll put Hewitt over here, kind of sneaking through camp. So uh, let me show you kind of what these folks look like. So uh, you, this is uh, your friend that you had talked to out in the marsh. And this is the, the tough-looking woman who seemed like he... Uh, he went to to talk to the boss and this is just examples of what some of the other toughs in the camp look like. So the, uh, what'd you say Ron? or whoever said that? I just said, all right. Look okay. like dangerous customers. They do look like extremely competent danger, dangerous customers. Uh, and almost all of them have a brand mark in their forehead. Uh, some of them cover them up, uh, some of them don't, and uh, they all look like criminal brands from Aglarond. Aglarond, of course, does not believe in the death penalty. Uh, they're for the worst crimes that people can commit. Uh, they just brand them and exile them. And they, if they're seen in the borders of Aglarond with a brand mark on their head, then they're taken off somewhere in the Sea of Stars and marooned or something like that. So... Uh, the woman. So walked... before. Yes. Uh, before that happens, like, do we have an idea of like how you know you told us that they move quickly, they're good with their field crafts, but how much supplies do they seem to have, and like how hungry or well off do these people look? Like the pictures obviously are relatively stock, you yeah. know, fantasy folk, but like. Do they look like they haven't had a good meal in a while? Like, I'm guessing most of them are dirty. Like, tell me more about things that I could use from a conversational sure. standpoint. Sure. Or ask uh, me to make a roll. How about your passive perception? Let me look at that. It's 12. You happy with that 12 or would you rather roll? I mean, I would rather roll. Then bring it to... If my computer will quit. There we go. <sighs> Let's see what we got. 18, 18. madam. All right. Yeah, so uh, they're definitely muddy. It's definitely been a long time since they've had a good bath. Uh, many of them are uh, pretty thin. Um, and even some of them, it looks like their flesh is hanging loose on their bones like they used to be chonkier and, and have basically been kind of starving. Um, their gear seems to be in tolerable shape. Like, uh, you know, most of them are not wearing metal armor because metal armor swamp is awful. 
but uh, the leather armor they're wearing is of relatively good quality. Uh, the weapons that they carry are well-maintained and of relatively good quality, but nothing great. On the other hand, you notice that none of them are wearing, like, jewelry. Like, you don't see a speck of gold or silver or even copper jewelry on these people. And um, a lot of them do look kind of hungry. Around the camp, it's real basic. It's just some tents, some logs knocked down to make um, seats. There's a campfire. Uh, you do see a um, part of a deer roasting on the campfire, but it's a pretty basic setup. These people aren't quite starving, but they're not doing great. Hmm. The woman strides forward and gives you a casual up nod and says, uh, Declan says that you actually want to talk to us. We don't usually talk to foresters. She looks super suspicious. Uh, what, what is going on? Uh, well, uh, I am Silvio, as perhaps uh, Declan had spoken to me. Uh, I do not have your name. Uh, you may call me uh, Vardaniel. Uh, Vardaniel Harley, which is a very typical half-elven name for Maglarond. She looks pretty human, but with, with a little closer inspection, her eyes just have the faintest bit of a tilt and her ears are just slightly pointed. It looks like maybe one of her great-great-grandparents was an elf, maybe. This is common enough in Aglarond. Yes. Oh, well, it is a uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I am a member of the Foresters, as I am, again, sure Declan told you. Um, I am here with my group. We are here looking for refugees, but also looking for opportunities to uh, work with others that are here in the swamp. Uh, perhaps as it may be clear with my rather large companion, uh, and Sylvia will point to Rath, um, with a, a broad smile. We have already made uh, some measure of uh, peace with the uh, Lizardfolk tribes. They have spoke uh, highly of your, uh, your potency and viciousness in combat, and I was perhaps wondering what uh, it would take for you to help refugees come to our side of the swamps uh, rather than the Thayan side. She, uh, she looks at you like she doesn't quite tilt her head like a confused terrier but several of the the other people in their in their group absolutely do tilt their head like a confused terrier she uh she narrows her eyes and you can tell she's attempting to discern whether or not you're you're bullshitting her and she looks cuts her eyes over at Declan and uh kind of just with the faintest of body language uh, makes a, a shrug shoulder gesture that uh, that any reasonable person would would uh, translate as in what you think. The bard sighs and says, it seems like they're telling the truth, but this is rather a novel tack for the foresters. She narrows her eyes and thinks a minute. We get paid gold by Thay for bringing in refugees. Good refugees. Goblins, other humanoids, 
generally not worth the time. We'll slit their throats as surely as turn them back to they. But human or humanoid, intelligent captives can get us quite a good bounty uh, from the from the wizards and the undead over there. What of what have you got in competition? What do you have in competition? Well, we could uh, discuss terms. Uh, perhaps that uh, we may offer comparable or perhaps competitive rates. I can see very much that uh, you have the uh, the marks upon you that uh, society has cast you out, and these people that are fleeing say they are very much the same. Uh, perhaps while I would not prey only upon your heartstrings, you can recognize that these people would care to avoid the same manner of fate, or perhaps worse, as you know, they executes and turns many of their prisoners into undead. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard but that. more importantly, but more importantly, we can offer money and supplies. Uh, it looks perhaps that you may uh, do well with a sturdy cook pot, as well as some other uh, comforts here out in the wild. I cannot say that, uh, I cannot promise rather that there could be a home for you back in Cecil Clarendar, uh, but you could at least have allies that can make things nicer than they are now. She actually. Certainly like, nicer than you appear to be doing with Faye. She actually takes her hair and, and pushes it back off of her forehead, and you can see a very clear brand mark of a murderer. And uh, she says, I'm not welcome in Fortress Glarendar, or anywhere in Aglarond. Well, maybe you shouldn't have killed someone. She turns towards Wildfire with an absolutely poisonous look. Like, if looks could kill, you'd be making death saves. <laughs> death saves. I do not mind my friend. Uh, he is he does not represent uh, necessarily all of the ways of the foresters in this regard. There is much good that can be done here between our peoples. Like Joe, she'd knock you back a couple of additions. You'd be making three additions. You'd be making system <laughs> shock rolls. Sure, sure. <laughs> and if, only took, if only I took psychic damage from pain, but I don't. Yes. Uh, so she snaps out of that and looks at Silvio again and says, yeah, he's got quite a mouth on him. Uh, definitely tends to shoot it off before he's got all the facts. That's a, uh, that's pretty typical of the foresters thus far. Pretty typical. I'll kind of lean into Silvio and loud whisper. What about the alcohol we could offer them? Maybe a cask or two ah. to liven the place up. Like she doesn't like ah, she doesn't indeed. blink at that, but she noticed that several of the people in her camp are like <laughs> Hey. <laughs> uh she she looks at Silvio measuringly. We usually get twenty or thirty gold pieces per refugee from from Thay. Can you beat that price? If you netted 20 or 30 gold pieces, you would not be in such dire straits, and your people would not be as hungry as you are. But 
I can figure out ways to get you gold and more importantly, supplies. And to show my good faith, uh, I will offer some of these materials that we brought to share. And at that point, uh, I will reach into Rass's pack because I'm not carrying a whole bunch of wine bottles. Why would you? <laughs> Ross is kind of the the uh, St. Bernard rescue dog of this party. That's okay. I'll take Well, between Ross and Victor, but like, yeah. they have the strength score. Look, I am more than happy to be an adorable, scaly version of a St. Bernard. It'll be fine. Sure. All right, so Silvio is going into his own private stocks of wine. Yeah. I'll offer, how many people does this look like? Uh, maybe 15? Let me eyeball it for you. Uh, I mean, bottles? I'll offer out three bottles, and then I will pull out a glass, or rather like a, a goblet, because like a travel-type thing, because that's a thing. Sure. Uh, it's a little tin goblet, probably. Say forth the magic word. Yeah, I mean, so, so what I'm going for, uh, Paige in the audience, is that I have a tankard of plenty, uh, but because hey. we're in Aglarond, it, instead of filling up with a giant amount, by giant amount, let me check what D&D Beyond actually says, because it's a ridiculous amount of booze. I believe the proper scientific <laughs> measurement is a metric shit ton. <laughs> All right. It could be a fuck ton. Uh, it could yeah. be a fuck ton. So, yeah. so it fills, so it's, it is, so it, when you see those memes of like, you know, when I need a mimosa and it's like, you know, a huge goblet of champagne and then like three drops of orange juice. Right. So this goblet produces upon command three fucking pints of fine Aglarondian wine. It comes in pints? Like, yeah. So I'm going to say that and then I'm going to take a drink and offer it out to her. All right, she uh, takes the the small tin goblet of wine after you take a drink, and she takes a drink, and she pauses a moment to let it sit on her tongue, and then she, like, she can't not make the, ooh, that's good face, uh, but she tries to, to not let it linger very quickly and uh, passes it along to the next person uh, one of the the scouts beside her who just empties it and then hands it back to you. He drinks three pints of wine in one no, go. Well, is it a goblet that'll hold three pints? I mean, so here's the thing. Because that's a bucket like, in my culture. I just want to, you know. I, well, it's a stein like at Oct Oktoberfest. Those things okay, hold, fair, fair. Those things uh, in that case, the next guy, he drinks several swallows and then passes on and it, it people, they're not appreciating it. <laughs> like they're just drinking it. That's, that's fine by me. I will need that one back. The bottles are yours. Well, can you pay Thay's prices? I'm more interested in the, in the gold. Though the wine is 
appreciated. Thank you. It's been a long time well, since I've I, had uh, anything reasonable to drink. It, uh, it does seem that uh, we can either pay those prices or we can pay in supplies. However, I do not have that amount of coin on me. I can offer you a down payment uh, for the first group, and then uh, I will go back to my superiors and discuss and return, or another group of foresters will return to continue to negotiate or to pay you. She crosses her arms over her chest. Down payment. Now you're speaking my. Now you're speaking my language. I have a retirement villa in Thesk that I, I really want to uh, retire to one day. Uh, what what size is this down payment? Sorry, I had to lean in for my inception belief of her retirement thing in Thesk because if she has a retirement thing in Thesk, she wouldn't be here in the middle of. She, you get the idea. It's like when I retire, I'm gonna move to Miami, sort of thing. Got it. Um, so, I have a number in mind. Uh, so, how many? Sorry, it's gonna, it's been a minute. Um, how many tieflings did we run into in the rescuing? It was five? Four. Four. I mean, four plus one, technically, but that didn't really... Four points. Uh, four point about 05 tieflings. <laughs> and is the... <laughs> that 05 wasn't my fault. I'm just saying. Wasn't my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> um... All right, so I need, I guess, to take another step back. Is that, as a, as a professional forester mm. uh, who has been doing this now for four levels, what is an average size group that I could kind of count on them finding of people that are worth bringing back? Like, am I thinking it's like four or five? No, the like average group is like size? two or three refugees. Uh, very oh, okay. rarely do singles make it. Uh, but very rare it, people who start in a group of, you know, more than about five end up getting whittled down and separated and you end up with groups of two or three. Finding four is relatively unusual, but not unheard of. All right. Uh, then I will, uh, if you will excuse me, um, I will uh, consort amongst my, my fellows and my captain to discuss uh, exactly how much we can offer you for the down payment um, and then I will return if you'll give me uh, just a few moments and uh, maybe 20 or 30 feet that way so uh, Ross your passive insight is 14 Silvio and Mira your passive insight is 13 mm -hmm. you can tell that there's a certain calculus going on about down payment wine and the number of them versus the number of you that never happens. Yes, they like they haven't made a decision, but the model is running. Sure. Um, Victor will step up since Silvio is starting to work with money, and he speaks out. He says, "I'm going to tell you something that you already know, but I'm going to say it out loud. One one time, you'll go to Thay. You'll bring them, say, three strong half orcs that you found." But that day, the Thane overseer's quota will be a dozen. He'll take the three half-orcs, and then he'll take nine of you. And it'll just happen one time. 
They don't care. They don't respect you. That at least will never happen with Aglarond. You can have an inspiration point for making a good point and good role play. I would like to roll me some sort of, hey, you guys, you listen to me roll. Our good cop, bad cop is so it's strong. Good. It's strong, man. It is strong. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with um, intimidation. What? Sorry. That was investigation. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yes. So, you know. It is, Were you oh, trying to roll that twice? So once was with... No. Uh, once okay. was investigation. Oops look super impressed with Victor's delivery, but you realize that you have also told them the truth, at least as you understand it. Uh, the captain says, we're way too valuable to them in the marsh, and we'd be too much of a problem for them to take down. Besides, if you kill the golden goose, you don't get any more eggs. But you can see that that argument has definitely had uh, an effect on uh, the people who follow her. And uh, she goes over to uh, steps aside a bit to talk with Declan, the, the bard that has been with her. So you guys are talking about a down payment and they're talking about, can we take a boss? And, uh, so talk. I, I think mean, we I mostly want to get away from them. What? No, no, please, you. I was merely saying I wanted to walk away from being right in front of them before I took out money and started dividing it. Um, I am willing to take it out of uh, my purse with the idea that uh, we can get some manner of shares back. Perhaps when we get back the fortress. Uh, however, of course, if their calculus turns out poorly, wildfire, get them. <laughs> I am confused about one thing. What one is thing. going to stop them from taking our down payment and then returning the slaves to Thane anyway? Excellent. There is nothing to stop that other than their bonds, and uh, perhaps the hope that they are better people than uh, than they think they are. I well, am going to place a bet on the goodness of people. They should also understand that if they make a deal with us, and then they turn the refugees over to Thay, next time we'll just kill them. Which they were expecting in the first place. I see. So, by undermining their expectations, they will be more likely to do the things we want them to do. Yes, interesting. And I'm going to kind of stroke my, my uh, the underside of my, my snout as I think about that a little bit. Uh, Mira, did you have anything you wanted to uh, add while we are in conference? <laughs> Not, not really. I think I, I don't know very much about war, but I feel like we're in a precarious position right now. I, I, it, it feels like they're circling us like predators do. Um, I think 
we probably need something more to motivate them than just matching essentially what Thay is able to give them. I think we need to offer them, be able to offer them something more, to keep them uh, kind of on the hook payment wise. Uh, but do you remember when we talked to our superior officer before, he was willing to give us like five silver per refugee or something? That was unfortunate. And a sheep. And a sheep. And, you know, obviously the 20 to 30 gold was probably a gross exaggeration on their part. But, you know, even going up to a gold per refugee would be, you know, almost beyond our authority, practically Indeed. speaking. We know we can see how much Aglaron values their lives. Well, Aglaron figures they they're funding a Forester uh, regiment. Maybe we should uh, do our jobs. That it's not a bad point. I mean, just to just to kind of put it on a on a scale with numbers, like you can probably get a pretty good sheep in Aglaron for gold. Right. They're asking for a lot of money. Yeah. And they, they know that they are right. They don't have any question about that. And, and I just want to point out, uh, because one was a couple of weeks ago and one was today, uh, that Declan had said that they get 30 or 40 gold per refugee. And then captain, uh, well, there you go. Captain Harley had said that they get like 20 or 30 gold per refugee. Right. And the, and I am I think the wizard folk told you something ridiculous, like 35 or 45 gold per refugee. Which you immediately pegged as a blatant falsehood. Right. And I'm guessing based on your description of what these people how these people are living plus uh, what they're saying that those things do not add up. I don't feel like I need an insight check to tell that if they're getting that much gold, that they wouldn't be living in such shitty conditions. Yeah. Like, like poor lifestyle is two silver pieces per day. And you're pretty mm -hmm. sure you're looking at poor, poor lifestyle. Modest lifestyle is one gold piece a day. You're definitely not looking at modest lifestyle. Hmm. Sure. So, so maybe uh, a gold and, you know, a silver is actually quite a lot to them. I mean, a couple gold is, an, an, you know, uh, an acceptable lifestyle for a 10 day. 10 gold is, is nice for a 10 day. Yeah, but I mean, you're also talking about how many soldiers are here? 15. So there's a multiplication factor. There's how many? 15. One, five. 15. So even if that was at, uh, what? We said modest, which is five silver pieces mm -hmm. times 15 is still it, seven and a half gold. Is, modest is one gold piece a day. Oh, so we're looking at 15 gold pieces per day done out to a 10 day. That's 150 in my culture. Yeah, so, I mean, this, these rates don't seem crazy, especially if they're going to... So then, sorry, taking this another step back, being a professional forester, how, like, what's the rates of bringing in refugees? Because I don't think they're going to be hauling in three or four every day. 
Right? No, 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 no. Uh, probably in a month, which is three ten days, you might get like on a Hatman month, you might get ten. More frequently, it's like five. Okay, so these rates don't seem crazy to me then. Like, <laughs> it's I... what you're used to paying. I mean, just based on right, like based on what was just put to me, like this is low level adventure rates, which is fine. I'm happy to pay these low level adventurers to bring people back alive rather than take them to Thay. Yeah, I mean, if you can get them to do it reliably, then that 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 does seem reasonable. But uh, there, I think the uh, the reliability question is there. Oh, certainly. But I'm Silvio is willing to pay them. Pay them a pay them a set of wages to see if it happens, and if not, then just you know, tell people at the fortress to you know shoot them down next time you see them. I'm sure we'll discover how uh, trustworthy they are in just a moment. Indeed. So this right. is a long so, conversation to figure out what kind of money you're going <laughs> to give them as a down payment. Like, I realize no, that I am a, a math-based organism and it's fun to me. I'm not sure anybody else is enjoying this part of the stream, so let's move along. I mean, so like... Well, what yeah, about the tax true. angle? I mean... Oh, stop it. Stop it. And then Ron is actually does accounting in real life, so he's going to hit us <laughs> with some amortization kind of stuff. Could balance yeah, so like, I mean, once you... You talk about that, and then, like, how much does Aglaron take out for Social Security? What's their VAT? Uh, what's what's the, uh -huh. the mercenary co company's uh, uh, EBITDA? All right, how about we give them 50 gold as the down? Not to mention, we're, they're going to be part of the Foresters, so they're going to have to sit I mean, through all the HR bullshit. More like, like 100 or 120, but... Like, 150 gold pieces would be a pretty good payday. I mean, do we have 150 gold pieces? That I mean, I have 275, so I don't mind fronting it because this is purely based on Silvio's belief that people are good. And my character flaw being, I believe people are good, means <laughs> that, yeah, I'm going to throw 150 gold pieces at this problem, and if I'm wrong, then that's what I get for being good. Sir, you may have a point of inspiration. I just checked. I According to my... Point of inspiration. According to my uh, character, so sheet, I take I from have... my pouch 150 gold pieces, and I set it in a different pouch so that I'm not like counting money in front of them because that was my biggest concern before I talked about the economics of this. <laughs> um, and then I, does anyone perhaps want to pay into this, or is it just me? I am fine either way. But uh, how how much are we trying to raise? Let's let's settle when we're safe. Okay. Sounds very good to me. Uh, so I will put my, the remainder of my funds away. Uh, I will have the 150 gold pieces in a pouch. And uh, I will, is there anything else before we go back? I feel like we should conclude this business relatively quickly because we do not want to be here when it gets dark. So, so he will their continues to move through the mercenary camp mm -hmm. and uh, you don't see any people, or he doesn't see any people that uh, that are hiding or that are not out in sight, particularly once the wine starts getting passed around. Um, and uh, it looks like all of their attention is very much focused on y'all. 
do I see any evidence of any wealth beyond the the way they're presenting? No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, what Hewitt does find is he d- he does find a midden that has some bodies in it. Uh, a couple are just kind of like grisly bits of uh, leather armor and skeletons. The other couple are pretty fresh. What kind of creatures are they? Human humanoids. Okay. Humans, half elves. He doesn't sure. see horns, so tieflings is probably not it. Hmm. Do they look? How are they dressed? Uh, civilian clothes. No armor. Okay. Tan and loose shirts. Uh, not bald with red cloaks. Sure, but like, who is? Uh, the wizards. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not a, I'm not a fake wizard. Sure. <laughs> So they throw away bodies with perfectly good clothing on them? The clothing's pretty tattered. It looks Hmm. like it was cut up during a fight. I will let my companions know about that. How? How are you going to let your companions know about that? We're we're on a sidebar. I will tell them out loud. Okay. But uh, yeah, I agree that we should probably try and conclude our business. You got it, Silvio. We have faith in you and that we're all standing here in the middle of the swamp, surrounded by hostile, uh, bad people. I mean, they're not surrounding. They're just all in a general direction. But yes, agreed. You should always assume there's some you can't see behind you. <laughs> I, I look I behind me. We had Mira and Rathmore. Do I see anybody behind me hiding? Uh, with your passive perception of 14. Oh no, I'm actively looking. Then give me a do I see anybody behind me roll. Happily. 20. You do not. You do notice a weird track over there. It's kind of far away. Oh wait, I noticed the what? (laughs) A weird track. A weird track. I'm going to need more detail on that. Uh, So it's it's a muddy bank of a puddle, probably... 30 feet away Mm. and it's got like a weird deep track in it and it's not one you recognize it looks kind of funny and you just kind of notice it on a random oh that looks weird oh okay i will come back down to the group no there is no one hiding behind us i would have seen if they had snuck around they did not but wait you were looking that way right when you checked yeah, like I kind of look up from our huddle and do like a, a a look around. But there's always a behind you that you're not checking. I mean, they are all over there, and none of them have moved to be in a position behind us. All right, I will discuss Victor, after nothing would press later. Uh, do you guys see uh, Dave Bautista playing Ross in the movie? I was about to say, Victor, it would not pass over his head. His reflexes are far too fast. (laughs) So it wasn't just me getting that vibe. It's working. It's working. Well done. All right. So what are you doing next? I am walking back over to where we were speaking and hoping that this does not turn into a great big combat. I'll I'll go with them. All right. I'll stay Uh, back. Captain Harley walks forward with her uh, left hand on her sword hilt. 
and Declan is behind her and he uh, he has his hands on his crossbow uh, and they look concerned and they they look uh, they look unsure. She uh, lots Captain... of hands and weapons for uh, for our conversation. I'm not. Um, I haven't had a real good history with the Foresters, and uh, it, this encounter makes me a little nervous. Yeah, not gonna lie. So, what's your decision there, Silvio? Right. Dawi, that is my name. Uh, well, Captain, we would like to uh, hire your group. What is uh, the name so that I can uh, I can make sure this is recorded back at the uh, the fortress? Uh, the name of your group, your we mercenary company. Don't have one. It's an unofficial understanding of sorts. Uh, that is a very long name, but I will mark it down. She blinks once and then just it lets it lets it go. Ah, we oui. well, we would like to uh, hire your unofficial understanding of uh, uh, sorts uh, with this amount of money uh, for the next three ten days to bring uh, refugees to the edge of the fortress uh, to be taken in by the foresters. What amount of money? I would like to offer you this. I would like to offer you these hundred and fifty gold pieces. She reaches a hand forward for the bag. I have not heard your agreement yet, uh, Capitan. For the next three ten days, how much money? Uh, I'm offering you this down payment of 150 gold pieces. Should you bring more than that, then we will settle on it at the fortress. Three ten days. Fine. 150 gold pieces will do. I reach out my hand with the money. All right. She takes it. She didn't look at the bag and she doesn't even look away and she tosses it in a gentle underhand toss to another one of her uh, uh, people who immediately opens it up and walks off counting. Does she look like she has difficulty throwing a pouch of a hundred and fucking fifty gold pieces? Because that's heavy. It <laughs> is heavy, and she doesn't look like she has any difficulty with it whatsoever. Hmm. Okay. Well, I believe our business is concluded. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the fortress uh, with the catches that you get. Right. It's very and good I'm, doing business with you. And I'm to look for Silvio. Uh, I mean, what's going uh, keep, what's or... gonna keep the rest of the foresters from shooting me on sight? Uh, I will report to my captain, uh, whose name is Captain uh, Paranal. Captain Perrin Alistrara was the one you report to, but then Saladiel. Ah, I will let uh, Captain Perrin Alistara know that your uh, your mercenary company uh, is working for us. Uh, and make sure that you recall uh, that you are a unofficial understanding of sorts for the purposes of uh, not being shot when you yell that out at the gate. Alistrara is still with the Foresters? That old pirate? Uh, he is uh, still with her enough to send me off onto this uh, damn fool idealistic crusade. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, narrows her brows a bit and says, well, all right. We'll see what we find over the next three, 10 days.
Shall we? Good hunting. And do yourself as well. Don't, um, if you're going to be in this area, uh, you might want to let us know so that we don't mistake you for someone else. You planning on hanging around here or are you leaving? Uh, we have business uh, in this area that should keep us occupied for a few more days, and then uh, we plan to be headed back to the fortress. All right. I'll have my people keep a watch out. If you're coming up to this camp, don't surprise us. But we will make sure that we call out very loudly. She nods. Says, well, I'll see you on your way then. And we will bow and walk away. And hopefully you don't get shot. Yep. Like, you can feel, like, that itchy kind of target on your back for a while. Paige, I'll kind of, I'll kind of let Silvio leave before I turn to leave. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay there. That was there. an not, experience. Not aggressing in any way, but uh, I, I will make sure that Silvio is a safe distance away before turning myself. So this is another loom kind of thing. You're looming. <laughs> it's okay it's okay to do looming like the strong people in the party loom it's good looming is good yep all right what next i believe i think we, we still have business in the south to take care of agreed uh, we should make as much progress in that direction that we can and then uh, camp once we are safely away from here All right, well, by now it's kind of late-ish afternoon, uh, but there's still easily another two or three hours of light uh, where you can continue making progress to the south. The lizard folk you talked to that said that there was something weird happening to the south said it was about a day or so's walk to the south, and you've kind of gone in a different direction, so it might take you a couple of days to get there. Mira's going to keep a very sharp eye for any tracks or spore or really any other signs since it seemed to be some sort of natural phenomenon going sure, on. Sure, your passive perception is 16. Is that good enough or would you like to roll? I'll, I'll roll with the 16. Okay. I'll go with the 16, I should say. Okay. You know what? Can, can I actually assist with that? As uh, I am probably running a little bit of ahead of the group in this terrain anyway. All right. Andrew, how you feel about making a roll with advantage? Sure. I'll do that. Uh, let me click the right things here. And this will be survival, perhaps? Sure. Yep. All right. So, Coda, you notice that uh, Ross notices that Mira goes right to that same odd track about 30 feet back that he saw. And, uh, you know, you look at it at first, it's like, God damn, that is a big alligator print. And then you look at it and you look at it and you realize it doesn't have the belly drag and tail drag parts of the, of the alligator print. Sure. So it's just like alligator feet, but not alligator body. And it's big. I mean, as a lizard folk, have I ever seen the like before? No. No, this is definitely new to you. Hmm. 
given. I think whatever it is, it is large enough to definitely disrupt the more dominant predators in the area mirror. Given the depth of this print, we should be very concerned. What really shocks me, though, is how something so big could not be so easily seen. Yeah, the print is old, like probably two days, maybe three days. Uh, but it's it's large. Like a, a big alligator footprint is the size of your outstretched hand or maybe a little bigger. And this is probably half again that. A predator. If, it, if it's an Such. alligator, it's a beast, but it doesn't have the, like alligator prints always have the belly drag marks and the tail drag marks between the footprints. And this doesn't have that. Something as big as this would be the size of an elephant. That would make for difficult hunting in these terrain. Uh, do you know, we I think should have put pictures is... of alligator prints in this, but nobody cares but me. <laughs> uh, do we think perhaps this is the creature the lizard fox spoke of that was disrupting things? It does not uh, seem to be a natural occurrence from what you are uh, saying. It's, it's something good. unusual. Definitely worth investigating. Oh, wait. If they, they said it was like a day south walk a day's walk south of the lizard man camp, but you saw this print right outside the bandits camp, which is like a day's walk north of the lizard man camp. Yup. It's got a range. Or either it's ranging or there's multiple or I don't know. None of those are good signs. Well, captain, do you want to follow these tracks or continue south? I think without any other strong indications, we should go with the lizard folks um, estimate of where it is. They're natives to the swamp after all. And they, I'm sure they're aware that it moves around and perhaps it has a lair or a, um, or just a favorite sunning spot down there to the South. But we should definitely keep our eyes open because it sounds like it could be anywhere. Then I will make a headway to the south. And with that, I will continue trailblazing to the south. All right. So as you head south, uh, you go for, like I said, three or four, two or three or four hours, you're out of light. Uh, You camp for the night. Nothing bad happens. Everybody gets a nice long rest. Um, Like, you know, it's it's mosquitoes and, and frogs. It's just a normal night in the swamp. Uh, and then the next day, as you start heading south, you see more of those prints. And uh, Mira, uh, is Ross trained in survival or nature? I am trained in both of those things. All right. So Mira and Ross, things are getting weird in the swamp. Um and by weird, I mean, like, the plants are growing super thick, like, and extra stickery. Uh, 
like normally stickers are a problem but like stickers are getting really bad and it's it, you start getting really slow because of the the amount of overgrowth mm-hmm. and uh it unnatural overgrowth and the the mud which normally kind of reeks of uh sulfur once you break the crust of it and it's black as sin underneath uh the the reek of the mud is just extra bad plus there starts to be all sorts of low-lying ground fog all over that start limiting vision to maybe 60 feet so it's not a hell of a lot of fog but it's definitely uh makes everything a little harder to see and harder harder to get through this is very intimidating perhaps we need to take five minutes in real life to gird ourselves i think that's a lovely idea all right everybody we'll be right back hooray and welcome back to feats and fables our heroes are in the umber marshes having just successfully negotiated a deal where the mercenaries in the swamp would return the refugees to aglarond instead of taking them back to thay currently we're on our way south to look into a mysterious disturbance in the swamp that the lizard folk say have driven away all of the the higher predators as they've gotten closer and closer to whatever this disturbance is, the plants have grown thick and strange with extra stickers. A low-lying fog lies across the marsh, and the mud seems to reek in an extra special awful way. I don't know why you have to keep describing it as awful. This is pungently delightful. It's really not. <laughs> like, I've been in a lot of swamps, man. It's fine. As a lizard folk, this is totally fine. It is. Mira decides that this is actually probably a great moment, given their trajectory, to um, to do a minor sample transect. Okay, sure. Um, what? Good. She's going to start p- pulling sediment from the smelliest bits um, every few miles. Okay. Excellent. Would you say careful that, notes in your journal? Mm-hmm. Would you say that somewhere in there that takes approximately ten minutes? Sure. Cool. Why do you ask because I'm going to take that time to ritualistically cast a spell. Oh my goodness! What you going to cast? Oh my god! Paige, I'm going to ritualistically cast speak with animal. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to use uh, my survival or nature or animal handling or whichever one would be the most appropriate to actually see if I can't find uh, some sort of reptile to give me the lowdown on WTF. Okay, that is an excellent use of that spell. Uh, while Mira is uh, coordinating sample collection and making sure her Teflon-lined, uh, acid-washed, PR uh, pesticide residue quality um, vials are are being appropriately filled with no headspace. That's an environmental sampling joke. Um, you take the time to cast speak with animals, and um, as you look around, you realize that there are several snakes. Uh, a small alligator, only about a foot long, it's a juvenile, and um, 
uh, a bunch of lizards around as far as reptiles. Oh, and one old turtle. An old snapping turtle. It's large. It looks really grumpy. I mean, I think the obvious answer here is the obviously aged and wizened uh, snapping turtle. Oof. Okay. Uh, let me... Just a moment. I wish I had thought about this because I saw the scariest snapping turtle in the world <laughs> in a swamp in um, uh, Plainview, Plainville, Massachusetts. It was Ooh. terrifying. I've got some biology nerd I can drop while uh, you're looking this up, guys. Fun thing about alligator snapping turtles, they will actually sit underwater with their mouths open and their tongues out because their tongues have bits of skin that hang off so that fish are attracted to eat them, and then the turtle eats them. Boom! Yep. Science. Yep. Uh, I can't find a really good picture of the one I'm looking for, but um, yeah, this thing was like the size of a, a manhole cover <laughs> and, uh, and really thick. Like, it was probably, I don't know, a couple of feet thick. And uh, we were just walking around in the mud, and it looked like mud, and it Arnold Schwarzenegger out of the mud at us. And you've never seen three biologists run screaming the other way so fast. Well, we were I not going anywhere with it. We changed the season is, location, which is why Mira sort of cuts her eyes at uh, Roz as he starts to approach this <laughs> snapping turtle. Like, what? What, what is he? What's he? Is he? No. That's a very bad idea. But she doesn't say anything. Just she just cuts a glance. So I will approach this manhole-sized uh, turtle, and I will kind of sit down cross-legged in front of it. Now, now I take it back. I will like kind of kneel or prostrate down in front of it, and uh, I have questions for you wise one she cuts an eye at you just rotates one eye at you and says I like your tone of voice my friends and I are on the hunt we look for a predator that is like an alligator, but not as big as a tree and just as stout. Perhaps you have seen this, our prey. Oh, you must be looking for beauty and goose and stripes. And where might I find them? Oh, they wander back and forth. I mean, they won't mess with a hard shell like me. <laughs> Bubbles burble up from the swamp. They, uh, they, they know better. Uh, they might be bigger than me and tougher than me, but they're going to get hurt if they try to take me out. They would be foolish to even try. Yes, you are absolutely right. I don't know what they are. They aren't anything I've ever seen before, and I am very old. They're sort of like... Sort of like a dog, but a reptile. I nod as though that makes absolute perfect sense. Do they 
lair near here. I think they lair somewhere to the south. I don't get very far uh, that way. I I don't move very much at all, really. But uh, I I haven't been that way in a very long time. They're quite mobile. They move very fast. That is good to know in this terrain that would snare at the feet and bind any predator. Thank you for the information. May the spirits of water and earth bless your hunt. And yours too, young one. She kind of moves her head so she can look at you with both eyes and says, yes, yes, you've got far to go, far to go. <laughs> and uh, she sinks back beneath the water in just a few little bubbles blur, 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 up. I'll kind of come back over to the group and I'll say, it would appear we are on the right track, but they layer farther to the south. There are three of them, as described as a dog, but reptilian. You think that's what's causing all this kerfuffle? I believe it is so. Hmm. Sure. Well, that's about what we expected, except that there's three of them. I mean, it, what is uh, what is uh, a dog but a reptilian? Like, is that a thing? I, I don't know, Paige. Have I ever heard of a dog but a reptile? Uh, so you got to look at this from an alligator snapping turtle's point of view. Like, they don't have fantastic eyesight. Sure. Uh, and they don't spend much time above water. And there's enough wild dogs around or people who hunt with dogs that they know that the turtle would know what a dog was. So you think, obviously, that it, it's something tall on elevated legs, not sure. a belly dragger like, a, like an alligator. So maybe I... like an alligator with longer legs and a longer neck. Does Mira think that it's a quadruped or a uh, biped? Given the tracks, definitely a quadruped. I see. And um, can I discern anything else from how they move? Like maybe how fast or, you know, other sort of behavioral traits? Um, let me see. So one thing that you do believe, given the the um, prince is that it's amphibious. It looks like it goes into the water. Mm. Is there a way that we could tell exactly how many D worth of damage the claws <laughs> would do based on their imprints and grip strength? Every time Are... you ask, it goes up another D. Oh. Mm -hmm. Let's continue. I, I think we have much to be concerned about and I I really have questions for for answers from the viewpoint of a snapping turtle. <laughs> like I said, she she doesn't have fantastic vision. I thought she did great. 
next time offer her some some bifocals or something. <laughs> no, she did need distance lenses for these. Yes, true. She'd only need bifocals to read her magazines. Well, we don't know. Do yeah, I, yeah. Watch I'm her sorry. I'm, I, have, I have to work up to bifocals. Right now, all I can make are weapons or simple weapons and loincloths apparently what good are you <laughs> did you I not take the good. optician background <laughs> uh, sadly sadly think, get on that tech about, tree yeah get yeah. on that tech tree you can yeah. brighten so many people's lives <laughs> think, think, <laughs> think of how happy the list of people would look <laughs> if you correct your vision or if they could see color for the first time with your chromatic glasses or whatever but what Sorry. kind of what kind of beast do you have to kill to harvest lenses from its body? <laughs> uh, crystal dragon. No, mm. oh, that's all. Glasses are made from. Yeah, real I'm, bring, I'm bringing the gemstone dragons from second Ooh. edition back in here. I those were in Kicking old well. school. Oh, they were. They were. All right. Very specifically, it's shields, clubs, javelins, darts, <laughs> and blow, blow guns, and specifically blowgun needles so i might even be pushing it with the mm. underpants i'll give you underpants <laughs> like herd in dungeons and dragons i will give you underpants for free mira will sigh oh, wow. pack up her sampling kit and say we should we should keep moving it's this terrain is only going to get rougher oh please oh, all right please. i will continue <laughs> uh blazing trail mm. all right uh as you start to get closer and closer um the water in the swamp goes super foul. It uh, it becomes uh, black, like mm. stained black water. And it reeks of hydrogen sulfide, like rotten eggs. And, uh, and it looks utterly dangerous. Does this seem like a recent transformation or something more typical to this particular biome make me uh a does this seem more like a recent transformation or something mm -hmm. particular to this biome check all right i think that's worthy of a nature check did i click the right button i may not have i did oh my god that's terrible they should come and take my phd back <laughs> you're a marine biologist yes like Ugh. plants were not part of the part of the discussion. Well, I, I did some postdoc in, in in wetlands work, so it's not. I have a couple it's not papers. A lot, clearly, not a I lot mean, of postdocs. Listen, sometimes. All right. Like I really do feel like you're playing me. <laughs> Look, that that whole phase of Mira's education was nothing but, uh, you know, all nighters and and paperwork. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, uh, so it's hard to tell. Hard to tell, but you believe that the water is probably so foul it's undrinkable. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 glad I've got my create water spell yeah. over here. All right. So, uh, let me just check a thing. Um, it's very wet here. I think it's been this wet since at least last week. Now I know why we uh, begged you to come along with us, Mira. Yep. Oh, God, she's rolling things. I'm scared. Yeah, don't worry about it. I just... Yeah, it's just, eh, eh. Oh, hang on. Eh, eh. eh. 
Oh, there's yeah. always one. Oh, God. All right. So, uh, sure enough, as kind of like the end of the following day, late afternoon mm -hmm. of that day, mm -hmm. uh, this is your second day walking in that direction, uh, you are following more of those strange prints, and you see ahead of you, about 20 feet, this creature. Oh. That it does, does not, uh, is not paying attention to you and is actually sitting down and chewing on one of its hind feet, much like a cat trying to get something out between their toes. Sure. So as soon as I see it, I will kind of like give the signal for the party to halt. And uh, uh, I'm going to go into um, stealth mode. Ooh, stealth mode. I mean, God mode is also good too. Whatever you got. All right, so you go into. Like, I'm not mode. trying to get closer at this point, but I am trying to hide from it. Not very well, though. Um, okay, let's. Uh, I also go into stealth mode. You do really well. Let's let's just for purely illustrative purposes, mm. for no other reason None. other than to help you visualize things. Let me just why put are, it on a map. What? Why are you? So I appreciate cool a good. Yeah, a good map. Uh, yes. So I do love visualizations. Just for right. geographic informational service. Yes. Guys, Maybe. I feel like we're we're about to get attacked. No, 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 no. It's going to be we're a just We're about to get into a fight. No. Because no. I'm going to fight something. I'm getting my sketch pad out because it's going to be just beautiful. It's going to like throw those, sp those spines back. It's going to be like flash dance. <laughs> no, it looks more like a derpy house cat trying to clean itself. Well, right now, but in the moment, it'll be majestic. Okay. <laughs> and I and I know you know what a derpy house cat trying to clean itself looks like because that that's happens. what half of your uh, uh, Instagram feed is. Right. Just you know, as a quick side note, leave it to Paige to find the enemy that almost looks like a a dragon but hyena. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you just that. got a point of inspiration, buddy. I will throw it up in the air and see who grabs it. I mean, All right, so I reached to grab it, but I've already got one. But no. I let it. Yeah. I let it tumble to the floor and look at it. I'll, I'll snatch it up. Oh, good. All right, that's good. <laughs> All right, so you see this person, this creature. Uh, you know what, I'll, I'll say you're farther away, unless you want to be closer. Uh, and it's sitting there with its hind paw raised up in the air and, like, concentrating, trying to lick off one of its back paws. I am still looking at a picture of a oh, dragon. Oh, I should, I should take you with me, shouldn't I? I mean, I, I would enjoy that. Ooh. Ooh. I enjoyed it. Does this seem to be uh, big enough to be worth uh, worth all these problems? It is not very large. What could go wrong? I mean, it's only about, like, from its nose to the tip of its kind of stubby tail, it's mm. only, like, maybe five or six feet. Yeah. Doesn't, like, it, you've seen some big alligators out here, and, like, it might put up a fight for some mm. of the larger alligators out here, but the big ones would not pay it any attention. Don't worry, guys. I got it. Well, All let right. me ask this page. Do I know <laughs> what it is? 
Yeah, uh, that is a good question. You can make me uh, a nature or an arcana check. I'm going to use my inspiration that I should have used on my stealth. <laughs> hey, man, it's my job to give you inspiration. It's your job to spend it. <laughs> I forgot to set it to advantage, so I'll take the 17 over the 8. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll go down the same route as well. Okay. Bold move, sir. Nature uh, rather than Arcana. Yeah. You but I what? will I've, use my inspiration point. I paid attention in Yeah, see? Cool. It paid off. How All right. Uh, I love, I love arcana things. Okay. <laughs> I imagine in roleplay, it's just like, it's a blog. Suddenly like, came oh, back no, to me. I read that one article that one time. Totally forgot about it. <laughs> uh, sure. So, Ross... You believe this is something called a guard drake? They're a um, a kind of hi there, honey. It's a kind of draconic creature that usually serve as pets and watchdogs for dragons. Uh, sometimes you see them alone, like they're they're real susceptible to imprinting. Like the first critter that they see, they imprint upon and uh, and serve it faithfully for life. Uh, unless they are pretty horribly abused. Um, Andrew, Mira knows mm. with her more advanced studies of nature, particularly in the subject, that they are not natural creatures. They um, they don't like breed true. Mm -hmm. uh, they are created by a magical ritual uh, that dragons can do. So if one exists, uh, a dragon made it, but they're very long lived. So... So, Paige, let me ask you this: the trail that we that I was following, did it indicate that there is potentially more than one in this vicinity, or were we following just a single trail? So, what was your nature role to track the trail? You didn't ask me to give one, so I didn't offer. Like a good role player, <laughs> excellent. You may make me an I interpret the prince check. Uh, survival. Sure. Uh, now that we are closer, what languages uh, does the prince speak? Observing the fresh prince of Bel Air. <laughs> I got a nineteen on that I, thing. Page. I thought you guys were going to free Faye from its fascist uh, government, and so you could have prince in the revolution. Ah. Ooh. All right. So with a nineteen, you realize, yeah, that would make sense. It looks like there's multiple of these creatures. So two or three, actually I, nineteen survival. There are three. Through hand signals, I indicate that we're going to attack, while there's still a chance that we have a chance that we might surprise it. Mira makes some counter signals indicating that there's probably something even bigger that it is a pet of. That and, looks like like a garbled set of just fingers lying around, really. Ross will also make some hand signals that there are maybe two or three in this area. So this is well, probably... also make some hand signals that cause scorching rays to shoot at the creature. <laughs> your, your <laughs> fingers. Point of inspiration, your, Joseph. My fingers. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're, All right. Well, that's... Wait, 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 wait. Nope, nope. There was a point of inspiration thrown out onto the table. Are you taking it, Joe? I already have inspiration. Yeah, we need to burn some inspiration by I'm going to jump up and grab Joe's then. Aha! Go for it. Uh, Joe, you may, you may do the thing. 
Well, no, we're, are we going to perhaps roll initiative and I'll roll initiative? No, after you y'all heard do thing. Paige. I mean, are these because I know that's the way it's supposed to be done. So we're going to do. <laughs> I spell. I cast. I, I use advantage on the first ray that comes in. All right. Uh, and eighteen will hit. And I take 11 points of fire damage. How do I feel about fire damage? I feel great about fire damage. All right. Those are the three ways. Oh, you've only got one, so it doesn't matter. Plus six. And an eight goes... uh, Goes skittering into the marsh. Sure. Vaporizing various plant and water stuff. Excellent. Uh, anybody else want to do the same thing that Wildfire's doing? I am yeah. taken by surprise, just like the creature, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, didn't see, you didn't see my hand signals, Sylvia? I mean, there were lots of hand signals going around. I did not realize that we were just going right to, you know, pew pew. All right. For future reference, pay attention to the hand signals of the so-called leader and less to the not leaders. Victor, honestly, I expected you to be dead by now, so I, I was just not expecting you to make hand signals. I can't argue with that. All right, so I will I will also shoot an arrow. Okay. I, I guess I'll just roll it now. All right, I attempted to program it. It looks like I programmed it successfully. However, um, my shot was not very impressive. It was not. Uh, all right. So, you know, it's hard to see. There's little bits of fog on the ground. And it, it just. If only if only fog actually affected me and I could use it as an excuse. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, Paige, anyone else? I will uh, dart from my excellently devised hiding spot. And uh, uh, I will very angrily. Uh, leap at it through the air and come down, try to come down on top of it, driving my longsword two-handed through its skull. Can you get me a 20 or 25 foot leap? I Maybe, yes. Yes, I can. Because leaping distances are no longer random? Oh, sure. Yep. And, and you're a I super am leaper. a barbarian of the tiger totem. Alright, so you pounce uh, it, it looks startled and it looks like its feelings are hurt and you may do the thing that you attempt to do. Excellent. Um, all right. I'm glad I got a chance for Coda to use the thing. <laughs> um, and I am raging, which means I need to do the thing that Ben very kindly set up for me. It's Cookie the thing. Clicking the thing. And it's this one. Womp womp. Did I do it right? You did it right. You just oh, rolled a shit. one to hit. My inspiration. Damn it. Hey, Pen, if I, or Paige, if I make uh, uh, sad puppy dog guys, can I use my inspiration after the fact? That, that's really not how that, that, that goes. It's fine. Play it that way. But I am up there, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I like right, it. So you jump at it, but it's it's already gotten to the point where 
it, it is starting to startle awake. And unfortunately, when you jump, you land and it, it takes you like above your knees into the mud. Oof. It was just not good, uh, good landing there. And that is that is why you hit this so miserably. All right. Has everybody done a thing they wanted to do? Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, this seems like an excellent opportunity to have a to 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 summon forth uh, what uh, Mira likes to call. Uh, she has a, a few little bits of. She reaches in and grabs a little bottle out and dumps out a few uh, sort of light tentacles in, into her palm and sort of rubs them together. And she goes, "Ah, ugh, I hate this one." And and sort of raises her hands up uh, and summons a Nidirian column. Nice. Uh, it is 40 feet high. It is a cylinder, a column, shall we say, of uh, uh, a little... Ma- yeah, yes. Uh, about 40 feet high and 5 feet wide. Um, hopefully centered on the side so it hits the creature and not Roz. Um, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it should give me a con save. All right. As a result, and I guess I'll try to figure out a way to draw this, but I'm really terrible at it, so I should probably let Paige draw it. All right. So. It's all good. Con save, huh? Mm-hmm. I offer you a 21. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it makes it. Uh, but it still takes half as much on a successful roll, so let me click this thing here. Uh-huh. Uh, click it. Click it. Take seven. Or, seven. No, take seven, not seven. Three. 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 Oh, and does uh, this effect stay in place? Yes, it'll hang out. All right. You know, like jellyfish do. Like jellyfish do. They're all just right. hanging out, chilling out, having just, fun, relaxing. Yeah, they it's all they good. just seem to float in the air. Nidarians doing Nidarian things. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm little bits of tentacle where they're least desired. Mm. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that purple scribble? The... Yes. yes it is, okay. uh... That is my highly technical... Uh, drawing of the spell. So five 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 or uh, a five foot radius fills one box. Yep. I okay. just put some extra stuff there so that if it was um uh so that if we have a token there we can see it too. Uh, yep. five, that, a five cool. foot radius would fill four boxes. Four boxes. Okay, oh, in that sure. case okay. shift it over so it's kind of in the all right, radius I can not diameter. No, I can't touch it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that also known as Moonbeam in other cultures. <laughs> oh, if it's Moonbeam, then I need to make a token you can touch. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, because he should be able to move, or she. We're reskinning here. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm merely asking for the group at home. Hang on a second. Thank uh, you for the technical consult, Ron. Uh, I, you know, those of us that might try and attack things with a sword needs to know whether we're going to get stung by a jellyfish or not. <laughs> so, it's it's interesting that you call this a, a Nidarian pillar because, like, it doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that it is jellyfish. Well, true, no. true. It could be a bunch of different kinds. I mean, they all have nematocysts, and they all can. Mm-hmm. Just jellyfish are going to hurt you more than other things. I, I like to think, though, it's just like one giant uh, sea anemone. <laughs> that, that's also fairly terrible. When you cast it, Ross, it can be one big sea anemone. Yeah. 
I dream of the day that I can cast magic as well as Mira. All you gotta do is start taking yeah, your levels, friend. It, well, I guess I, I'll just draw the box then. Or are you? No, no, no. I got, I got this. Right. I got this. Oh, um, and set it so that the uh, creature itself is in the upper left-hand corner of this box, so that others can engage it without being yeah, yeah, yeah. stung to bits. Uh, if I were to walk up to this column, would part of it uh, claim to be royalty and say that it needs somewhere to uh, hold a large amount of gold pieces? Would it be a uh, Niberian prince? That, that was that was incredible, Brian. Please draw faster, Page. Draw faster. Why, no, Page? Why? It this gives old fault. slow tiger more time to deliver terrible lines. <laughs> No I mean, like, there you, go. You, yeah, had, you had a good one, Brian, and, but, but yeah, like, no as soon as I heard Nidirian, I was just like, oh. That's a fantastic man of war, though. Um, all right. So, um, first of all, Brian, again, again, the next time you play 5e, you tell your DM that I gave you a point of inspiration. I said so. <laughs> That's twice in a row. Right? All right. So, let me put Andrew in charge of this. Yeah, I'm which means I'm pretty sure that somebody it's else cool. at, at, at Old So Tigers I, I love it, uh, table gets uh, inspiration. Decorative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so that is something that everybody has done. And uh, it looks hurt and it's wrapped up in stinging uh, nematocyst uh, laden uh, jellyfish tendrils. And then you it sets up a terrible howling growling noise oh boy and two more of these things come charging onto the scene mm. now we can roll initiative Yay. that was the worst surprise round ever hey man at least you did something i was surprised that we were i thought we were still doing hand signals <laughs> fair yeah, look at that. Got a good initiative roll. That's a first for roll 20. <laughs> yeah, you don't like those initiative rolls. Andrew... You had the jellyfish selected, not your character. So jellyfish is going on nine. Oh. I mean, can we trade up? Mm-hmm. Like I said, the jellyfish is going on nine. Mira's going I'm, whenever she feels like it. I'm just rolling with that. Listen. <laughs> Fair enough. You can't rewrite history. All right, Silvio. Despite the fact that you were startled that this whole thing happened... Uh, you seem to be quick on your hooves mm. as uh, as the conflict starts. Uh, so I see one on the map. I do not see We're the other make some two. Friends. Yeah, you don't. You hear them. But you just said they bound out. Well, the, on their turns, they're going to bound out. You hear crashing in through the, the swamp. Great. Uh, with that case, I will uh, turn my uh, my bandor around, and I will throw my few notes, and I will ready to cast a spell when one of them appears. Okay. Excuse me, Munin. Noted, sir. Alrighty, so after Silvio, Ross, 
what would you like to do? <clears throat> I am going to unbury my sword from the mud that I've stuck it in tactfully, and now I'm going to attack it with a muddy sword. Oh no! A muddy sword! <laughs> and uh, this time, I will spend my initi- uh, inspiration. Oh, I'll, I'll teach you guys to do this yeah. yet. Madness. Twenty-four hits, and I take ten points of damage. Sorry, I once again forgot to put it on advantage. Someday I'll get this. <laughs> How do these things even work? All right, so you swing at it, and it's got a pretty tough, black, shiny, leathery hide. Uh, but your sword pierces it, and when it does, uh, it has a acrid stink. And the, the blood that uh, falls to the ground uh, hisses and burns the vegetation. I will try not to let it get on me. Good choice. Uh, so that's Leon Ross. And then this poor guy is in the middle of this thing. And uh, it sets up a, a howling baying noise growl thing. And uh, steps out of the, the the problems over to here, and uh, takes out all of its pain and frustration on Ross. Uh, and it tries to bite you, and then it tries to tail slap you. May I offer you a twenty-one to hit with my tail slap? That will hit the the bite I get out of the way of. All right. Uh, you take six points of bludgeoning damage as it knocks its heavy muscular tail into your into your shin. Muscular. I mean, clearly I avoided the the dangerous end. Oh yes. You can actually like feel the the uh, breath of wind as its jaws snap shut next to your face and its breath smells super acrid as well. Uh, wildfire. Hmm. Well, I will uh, make an arcane gesture at it and its blood will begin to boil in a kind of a necromatic fashion. Oh boy. It can make me a uh, wisdom save. Wisdom saving through. Unlikely. Correct. It is not wise enough to resist your magic. Excellent. Well, it takes two points of necromatic damage. All right. Taken. That is Ross. So many reptiles. Uh, all right. Anything else there, Wildfire? Nope. I'm good. Victor, you feel impelled to act. Uh, how's the ground around here? Um, so like on this kind of terrain, it's mushy and, and soft, but okay. On this kind of terrain, it's watery and deep and that'll be uh half movement. All right. I have enough movement. I can jump the, uh, difficult terrain portion. Okay. Jump from here to here. So Victor will since we apparently are not being attacked from behind, do any of the noise, you said we could hear noises. Were they coming yeah, the, from behind? The noises were coming from over here somewhere. All right. So he's assuming 
wrapping attack from Brian. So he forges to the front. As he goes, he fires off another shot from his longbow. Okay. At the one uh, Drake that he can see. Just a normal shot. Uh, I think his bowstring has gotten a little wet. Clearly it has. And that like running through the vegetation, you've actually gotten vegetation with stickers wrapped around it. And uh, it's causing all kinds of problems. So Victor will drop uh, his long, his longbow and summon his great sword into his hands and go on guard. He's going to switch to trusty steel on these creatures. Alrighty. Uh, Silvio, your ready to action goes off. Five, 10, 15, 20, 20, All right. As one of those things runs out and charges at Victor. Oh, snap. Uh, all right. Well, it can make unto me a. I've got this in here somewhere. It can make me a constitution saving throw, which hopefully it fails. Constitution. That I'm pretty good at. Sadly. No! I take it a 14 makes it. 14 is my number. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's all I got. All right. Uh, and then another one bounds out. 15, 20, 25, 20, 25. 25. All right. Gets there and Oof. can't do nothing. Mira of the Portuguese Man of War. What you doing? Mira will take the tiny piece of Mother of Pearl that's in their palm. She'll kind of slide it back a little bit and slightly to her right. So that should work to do just about that. Aha! Aha! And she'll, she'll nod. She'll be like, I'm getting better. At, at the little controller -y thing. Victor will visibly flinch as it flies towards him. <laughs> it, it just stops like right in front of Victor's face. Like right, right that nose, nose uh, length, really. The tentacles slowly caress your hair. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for those of uh, you who weren't with us in our first couple of shows, it is now uh, canon that, uh, that our heroes end up murdering all of their COs or their COs end up uh, dying under mysterious circumstances. Grizzly death. Grizzly. Not our Grizzly. fault, though. Not our fault. Spontaneous combustion. You can't predict it. You can't. You can't. You can't. Uh, so uh, Victor, being the leader, is a little twitchy, and, and <laughs> rightly so. Yeah, what could happen? All right. Uh, so I will make my saves for that on my turn. With the moon yes, beam? yes. All right. Uh, so, Silvio. All right. Well, uh, I'm very disappointed I did not get to do what I wanted to do. You make me very sad. Well, I, I live to disappoint you. Uh, I am the <laughs> assassin of joy. Uh, indeed you are. Um, so, uh, this one that is over here that uh, Rass is fighting, uh, does it appear to... Be suffering from its wounds? What did they say? Previous edition, uh, would it be bloodied? Yes, yes. Let All me, right. Let me make that so. Well, uh, in that case, 
I am going to see how it feels about taking a nap. So I will roll some d8s and see if I can get equal to or higher than its remaining number of hit points. If I had a nickel for every time my opponent fell asleep while I was fighting it. Hopefully it does not have 28 hit points thing that happens. or more remaining. It, or does, more it does not have more than 28 hit points remaining and it takes a nap. Hey, hey Rath, uh, make sure mm. you do not hit that one. Hit, uh, hit the other one there, big buddy. Right. I believe in you. Have bardic inspiration. <laughs> Driving him to do what you want. A very solid plan, all things considered. I know. It's just like I understand incentives and economics. Uh, and that is my turn. Like, we need to make a combination Freakonomics D&D podcast. I think that would be cool. Uh, I'm down. <laughs> uh, Ross... Right then, with that one asleep, I will shift around the giant, wet, gelatinous pillar of tentacles <laughs> and slice at the one that is attacking Victor. Uh, who's up there? I have Victor and Ross. Hey, Ross, you notice now that you've been hanging out with these uh, critters for a little bit? That they're wearing collars with little tags on them. Hmm. Hmm. There's I some will... kind of writing on the tag. Mysterious. I will attack it uh, yellow with my longsword. All right. The beast tries to nimbly duck out of the way. I don't have inspiration anymore. So, all right. I mean, you have Bardic Inspiration, which is a D6 roll. I can, but I feel like a 24 is good. A 24 will indeed hit. Bardic Inspiration, as usual, does its job of making sure that you never miss again. All right. Uh, you, again, swing your uh, blade at this thing, and it is not fast enough to dodge out of your way. All right. Uh, this is the snoozy one. I shall continue taking a nap. While Yay! Joe, if you are talking, you are muted. Dang it. I will move to there and give the two in front of me a hot foot, as it were. Uh -oh. I can make me a DC 14 reflex save. Got it. Agonizer Scorcher. Mm -hmm. You said reflex, but you meant dex. I did mean dex, yes. He didn't know it. Actually, a 10 and a 19. Well, one of them makes it. It's uh, 12 damage for full, 6 damage for half. All right. All right, they yelp in pain, and your nostrils, particularly Victor and uh, Ross, your nostrils are filled with the smell of rotting vegetation. Gross. All right, and that brings us to Victor. 
Apparently, you hit him so hard, you knocked him offline. Sadly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we will come back to, well, we'll come back to Ron. If he's offline now. The internet's hard. The internet is hard. I feel as though this is as good as murdering Victor. (laughs) You know, that's, that's a pretty good thing. And it, you know it's cool. We get the you know pictures of the right. of the characters up when we don't have pictures of the people. Okay, so this is, this is like how he, that time. Uh, this is like exploding on stage. I feel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to pretend Victor doesn't exist for a minute. No, All right, I'm so. here. I'm here. I'm back. Uh, oh, okay. This was the most blissful moments that we could. What about some Nigerian column for this one? Sorry, I uh, the yeah. Technical problems. What's happening? Stab, stab, stab. Yes, with the that's what I do. Uh, Victor, he begins vibrating oh, his on. blade. Oh, come on. speaking. Can you, <laughs> can you uh, not hear me? I believe he's loading back in. Uh, I can hear you, Ron. You're good. Yeah, right. go ahead, Ron. Finally, Ooh. a uh, So I aim for the meat of the creature for 10 points of damage. Uh, All right. You the creature sw- being yellow. Okay. So you swing your blade, and again, it hits it in uh, kind of one of the muscles of its forelegs, and uh, blood spurts out, and it starts burning little holes in your clothes uh, where you have hit it. Ooh. Uh, all right, but it's just cosmetic. It's not associated with damage. All right, uh, Andrew, I owe you some Nidarian column. Yeah, well, I mean, just do a con save for me. Mira's over here hitting the frappe button as fast <laughs> as she can. Oh, uh, that makes it in one case, but not the other. So I get to push this button. Ha-ha! Ooh, nice damage. Oof. Well, sorry, Nidarian damage. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Which is very jellies. Very yeah. similar to radiant for all uh, aspects. <laughs> somehow, very... somehow jellyfish do radiant damage. Yep. Yep. They're yep. bioluminescent. Yeah. It's the luminescence. Yeah. It's yeah. so diaphanous. Uh, all right. Uh, that one howls in pain and rears up on its back legs and tries to claw and bite at Victor. As it does, I reach out and grab it by the collar and pull it back to stab at it, Paige, because I'm a sentinel. Ooh, nice. I think that also gives it disadvantage or something. I don't, I, I gotta go read my feed real quick. Uh, no, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> Actually, on one it. took nine points and the other took, eight, the other one took 18 because one okay. made it one day. I'll, I'll assign it on its turn. You'll figure that, That's right. I, ju- I just get a free attack. And I'm going to attack it. Can I attack recklessly with the... Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to yep, do yep. that. Does a nice. critical hit hit? Uh, yes, but it will hit you at the same time that uh, it is hitting Ron. Uh, so Ron, it hits you with its bite. I, well, I don't know. Does a 17 hit Victor? With great reluctance, Victor will uh, swing his great sword in such a way that a field of arcane force appears and, ah, okay. and protects him. He is able to do that because he has a spell gem embedded in his sword, so he can use it for somatic components. 
Got it. Uh, all right. So it uh, its claws scrabble at the the magical barrier that is shimmering in front of Victor, uh, as Ross leaps at it in an unhinged way, doing uh, twenty two points of damage. Doing more damage than it's capable of of taking. Are you are you murdering this thing? Yes. Okay. Noted. Uh, all right. So it uh, it dies messily. The next one, oops. The next one takes nine points from Andrew's moonbeam because we already figured that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and howls miserably as its companion falls and claws at Victor because he was the guy what done did do it. Sorry, Victor, I've already used my bonus action. But a 12 and a 9 are not going to do it. So it, it claws at, the, at you in the, the shimmering field of force. Uh, proves impenetrable. Andrew. Go. Oh, uh, I'm, you know, just very pleased with my column. I'm just going <laughs> to admire it from over here, really, because I don't think I... Yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, it, it's good. It's good. Actually, this guy's going to step out of it, so you're going to want to move it. Oh, well, in that case, I will grab the piece of Mother Pearl <laughs> and sort of slide it away from me very, very slightly. Oh, I'm getting better at this all the time. It's like, it's like trying to fly a drone. It, it, it really is a giant stinging column of drone. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? Yep. Sylvia. Uh, I mean... I will. So, some portion of this this terrain over here is difficult. We we said. Uh yes. Yeah, so the blue stuff, like, let me show you. The blue stuff. So like this stuff. The stuff you're standing in. Well, he's standing on a log, so it's okay. But like Big that stuff is wood. water. Yes. Oh. Oh, I did not realize I was starting the combat basically in difficult terrain. Cool. You're not. I wouldn't do that to you. Fine. You're here. Uh, okay. Happy now? Um, sure. Ooh. Uh, I had a plan, but then I didn't realize that that, that difficult terrain was that big. So I'm taking but a moment to figure myself out. Uh... I can make that, I think. <laughs> you can probably make it. There, no, remember, dice, dice rolls aren't, uh, or jump rolls aren't uh, uh, random anymore. I mean, but they are it. for me, because I have a bonus die added to my jumpedness. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so well, Cedars were pretty nine. jumpy anyway, so... Five, 10, 15, 20, 25 to get there. I uh, know I can't. Uh, uh, no, I can't get there. All right. So my plan uh, is to take a step back and then go forward and then leap the two squares there to get over the difficult terrain and then come down two more squares. Uh, and my action will be to try to tie up this guard drake that is asleep. 
Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Ross. I will continue my deadly battle against purple. Uh, let's see. I'm not attacking it recklessly, no. And I will suffer for it with a nine. Ooh, but I can add my inspiration, right? That's right. Roll that d6. D6. Roll that beautiful bean footage. That is unlikely to help, but hells, why not? No, it, it could. I'll add four for a 13. That's not enough, though. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, that guy is asleep. Wildfire. All right. I will, uh, again, twist my hand, and the uh, creature's blood will burn in its skin. Doing It needs a, maybe a wisdom saving throw of DC 14. Or take four. Nope, it's fine. It's doing good. Okay. <laughs> Victor. All right. I will not go through the jellyfish, but I will squiggle by Silvio. And can I stand in this tree spot? Yeah, it's just like a pile of busted branches at that point. All right. So that uses one, two, three. Most of my movement, but I slog my way around. And um, so it won't escape my reach again. I will do a booming blade on it, channeling my, my magic power through my sword. Boom. What do we got? All right. Well, Murder! So I'm in the fight. Okay. Well, we'll have to see how it, how it ends up next week. On feats and fables. Oh, I could have ended the combat if I had hit better. Yes, yes, you could have. I'm like, it's ten. Somebody's gonna kill it immediately. Nah. Where's the crit? All right. Goodbye, everyone. All right. So, thank you very much for joining us on our big adventure this week. We'll have the audio up on YouTube and the or video up on YouTube and the audio in podcast places around midweek please if you get a chance follow us on twitch it's it's free uh it really does help because we're trying to get enough twitch uh twitch viewers subscribe to our youtube channel that would also be very helpful and if you're feeling like it support us on patreon you can find us at all of these places at feats and fables roll 20 is our virtual tabletop our music is by Kevin McLeod at Incomptech.com as served by Roll20. The music can be licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Our maps are made in Incarnate, Dungeon Painter Studio, Campaign Cartographer, or from various places on the internet as the map logos indicate. We would like to thank our listeners and supporters, particularly Erskine James, one of our Patreon supporters, and April Raygun, Seaholden14, and Old Slow Tiger90 for chatting with us on Twitch, as well as MaxAvier34, Rally Security, Blue Clue, and Kurgosh for following us on Twitch. Woo! We also would like to thank Claire Hoffman for leading the way. Please join us next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to see what happens next and to follow us. To adventure. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you Bye. Next week. Bye.